good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. My name is Magic Mark Adams, and this is Super Tat Film Club. Now with added magic all the time. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Malachi, and hello, Fletch. How are you both? Hello. Hello, Magic Mark. We are <laughs> wonderful. Fletch, uh, we're just talking about foods. Yesterday, I felt a little bit ill. I think it's because I ate some sushi a bit late, as we were saying. I think it was a bit late for me to eat that sushi. You should really eat it on the same day that you buy it, shouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Of all the foods to eat out of date, sushi is probably one of the least wise. But then again, you are also one of the least wise people that I know. That is... Accurate. Slanderous. It's not accurate. I've got books. I've read books. (laughs) Wisdom and intelligence are different things, mate. Okay. Right. Oh, oh. intelligent though. Bloody hell, he's got tenure and now he oh. thinks he can do what he loves, doesn't he? <laughs> Fletcher, what have you been up to this week? Well, well we went and out, we went out on sun, Sunday and had social distance pints, didn't we? We did. We did. It was a bit, it was a bit weird, yeah. to be honest. I don't think we'll do it again. No, no, it's uh, put us off, I think. How has it? What was wrong with it? It's just really, really weird. You just, when you... I think it's quite hard to enjoy yourself when people are just cleaning stuff all around you. You just know that you shouldn't be doing yeah, that as well. So, so I think, yeah, we'll be knocking out on the head, I think, yeah. and just waiting. Yeah, it's good that pubs are open and all that, but I just can't feel comfortable when somebody's serving you a drink with face masks. A hazmat suit. Hazmat, suit. Hazmat, hazmat suit on, yeah. There's probably a reason, well, there is a reason they're wearing that. So, <laughs> so let's just leave it till Christmas or something. I mean, so I struggle with my mask because I'm specky. And so I've got the choice of wearing of like wearing my glasses, they get steamed up and I can't see. Or not wearing my glasses. And because I'm not wearing my glasses, I can't see. So yeah. I, I hate it. But the reality is I've got to do it. It just means I'm very unlikely to go outside because I just feel really fucking vulnerable. Yeah, that's it. And he said once I, once I got back from going to the pub on Sunday, I felt a bit like, I felt dirty. I really did. I just washed, took all my clothes, washed them instantly and got in the shower and basically bleached myself. You didn't um, have a bath? I had a shower, then I had a bath. Come on, Mark. You know. <laughs> but yeah, I've got, I've, I've got the... We fixed the shower, so now I can have a shower, but I still have a bath. I've got to have a bath. It's and the, now you uh, like a bath. Everyone likes a bath, don't they? You're like a fish. Well, not like a fish. You're like a, you're like a beluga whale. I don't think I've had a bath in about 10 years. Oh, Mark. Oh, dear. Well, I've had a shower every day, but I haven't had a bath. Well then, lads. We've looked at another film this week. Last week, Jaws. Jaws was here, ruining Christmas. Shark bastard, full of murder. (laughs) Roaring, made of teeth. And they are made of teeth. We learned some facts, some cold, hard facts last week. It was almost like we'd gone back to school, Fletch, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what have we done this week? Class of 1999. Yes, class of 1999 from 1990. Vestron Pictures. Pow, pow. Pam back. We went from like a year of no Greer to now it's like she's here all the time, which isn't a problem. I'm not fed up of her. She's like the queen of tat. She is. She is. Pam She's been in literally one good film and everything else is tat. What? What about Vindicator? We're about to talk about a good film. Yeah, <laughs> this is Tat. Hang on, but there's someone, a king of Tat, that we haven't even had in one of our shows yet. And it, I can't, 
it wasn't until we did this one that I noticed he's not been here. Are you talking about Malcolm McDowell? I am talking about Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell is one of them actors who's really, really good and is in lots of very lowbrow films. Yeah, he is, yeah. He's mm. kind of like Dennis Hopper, in a way. He's like the British Dennis Hopper, yeah. yeah. He's in Tank Girl. Yeah. What is it? He's in the uh, live-action version of Fist of the North Star with Gary D. Oh, yeah. He's the baddie of that. Of course Gary D is in the live-action of Fist of the North Star, for fuck's sake. He's Ken Sheru. He's the man he's the lead. Of course he is. Fist of the North Star. (laughs) Yeah. Also, we've got Stacey Peach coming back. Oh, he's in Escape from L.A. It was Mallory Escape from L.A. But in this one, he's got robot eyes and a bright white mullet. Yeah, he's got robot eyes that I don't know why he has robot eyes. No, but he just has. Because he's a man of science. He just bloody does. He just has, because it's the future, mate. It's 1999. It's the only one who got him. But he's in charge of robots. His hairdo was the stuff of legends, and it, it did earn the first love heart of the day, because it was just so fucking vile. Oh, it's powerful. It's, I mean, the haircuts, <laughs> the haircuts and the costume work in this film. All of it. I think it's all it's all very busy. I think that's a good word for it. Busy on the eye. <laughs> but, <it's>, uh, <laughs> but it's good. I enjoy it. We'll get into it because there's, there's, there's street punks everywhere. It's a good job we like street punks because this one, this is where they go to learn. This is, <laughs> this is like street punk Hogwarts. It is, yeah, street punk Hogwarts, yeah. Before the film even started, it hit me with three big fat love arts. The 80s future fonts that yeah. everybody used for future fonts on as the um, as the fucking titles of the film. Brilliant. The hairdo I've already mentioned. And the outfits. I swear, man. But th- there was less than a minute into this film. Three love arts. No, no regrets. <laughs> well let's get into it because there's a little bit of a backstory to this uh, this is how we got to this horrible street punk nightmare that, that they're in in this universe in 1999 1992 there was mass violence everywhere breaking out across schools across America they were falling under control of violent street punk gangs by 1997 the violence had tripled and the gangs had completely taken over large sections of the city and they illustrate this with 80s graphics <laughs> in America, insectors. So, yeah, now the year is 1999, guys. The future, 1999. Seattle, Kennedy High. This is uh, The school is located in what they call a free fire zone. There's no law in there, lads. No law whatsoever. No, no police law. will go. No, they won't go in there. Is this like the freedom zones from... Firepower. Yeah, Firepower. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very. It's, it's the same thing, but like they're dotted around America. But as you can see later on, through some of the chases in this film, when they're just they're just driving around normal streets of nineties America. <laughs> yeah, that I, 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 I did highlight that in my notes. That was fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. So Brilliant. I love I love films like this, like RoboCop, where they're set in the future. But they're still, but it's the 80s. Yeah, it's just the 80s. Everyone just dresses and like, and all the cars and everything are just from the 80s. Yeah. Now, there's been a new thing implemented by the government. The Department of Education and Defence, because they've combined them now, <laughs> are to reopen the, reopen the schools. They're going to they're gonna take the power back. They're going to control the gangs and get people educated. Because everyone, and when I say everyone, 
is a street punk, apart from a group of about five girls who look like they should be in Clueless. As Mark said, the first thing we see in this film after the sick graphics is the powerful blonde mullet of Stacey Keach. And he's in a, he's in a school meeting. He's there with uh, Malcolm McDowell. He's the headmaster of this school. And Stacey Keach is there and he says, ladies and gentlemen, I know that when you asked Megatech, that's the name of the company, guys, Megatech, to help out, it wasn't an easy decision. This is when he turns around and you notice he's got robot peepers. And he says that they're... Um, Automation robotic specialists and the current situation in our high schools calls for unusual methods. Now, Malcolm McDowell, welcome to Tackle, Malcolm. Welcome. Sit down. Um, <laughs> he's, he's at the school meeting with, with all these teachers. And um, Stacey Keach says, ladies and gentlemen, please meet the pride of Megatech, the finest educators from around the world. I guess you could say that they are super teachers. And in walk, three normal looking teachers. One being Pangria, one looks like, if you look up in a dictionary, teacher, there's a picture of a man smoking a pipe, and it's that man. And then there's the other man who's an evil PE teacher. It's just such, it, there are three stereotypes of teachers yeah. in America in 1990. There's the kind of professor guy, there's, oh, there's a woman, and then there's the coach. And it's just such a strong start. Did you have an evil PE teacher in your school? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did as well, yeah. What is it? Uh, Mr. McLaren, mine, mine was called. Really? Yeah. I'm not telling you mine, because I think he's still friends with my dad. Why was he evil? Just sports. Just making you do sports when you didn't really want to do it. <laughs> now I'd be all up for it. When I was a kid, I couldn't be fucking bothered with sport. I used to love playing rugby. Oh, yeah, do that, because I just run into people. Yeah, it's easy. But then someone elbowed me in the head and I got a concussion. Uh, well, welcome to my world, but... Meanwhile, there's a prison full of boys and street punks. Cody is being released to go back to school because that's what's going to happen. He's going back to school. I liked how they had the, uh, the, the mug shots of the uh, prisoners over all the levers for the doors. Yeah, yeah, the switches. So, so you know where you are. It's an organised future in the boy prison. Did they not bother learning the names? No, they don't need to. They, they... Maybe it's so crime-ridden that they're just always in and out, in, in and, and out. out. That's why just like, oh, fuck it, just put the picture on. I haven't got time to read it or write it down. Yeah. There'll be someone else in there tomorrow. So, he probably passed someone on where. Yeah, someone called Snake or, like, Scorpion or something. I want to highlight something here. I constantly, on every podcast I'm on, whine about Americans casting 28-year-olds as as teenagers the guy who plays the main character here kind of looks passably like 16 or 18 he doesn't look like a ridiculously old person playing a kid like i mean spider-man fuck's sake no no toby Maguire did not look 16 whereas this guy kind of does credit where credit's due america's not been shit when it comes to casting at one for some point they did hide him well because you've got, because like you say, you've got characters like, you've got people like him who do look young. And a lot of the others looked quite young as well. But if you just look at them when they're all together in a big group and they needed to fill out the numbers, you can just see in the back there's a few porn sketches. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> they're still there, Mark. So Stacey Keach gives the teachers a bit more information about the robot teachers. He says, these tactical education units are fully programmed in maths, 
history, science, and they've got stuff in them to discipline the kids in case there's any problems. Now, the pipe smoking one, he seems really into this. He's like that. Oh, yeah, discipline. Mm. Yeah. Mr. Bree is the, TE, the PE teacher. He just says, one million megabytes. And then he peels his face open like an orange to reveal that he is, in fact, a robot man. Are they just complete robots, then? They're not like Robocop, where they were teachers. I think they're complete robots, yeah. They're not I think like they are found... fully robots, yeah. That's the impression I got. Yeah. It's not like good teachers that were killed in the line of duty. Is that what you think? Like Robocop? Yeah, yeah. But, but it was the power of humanity. They just wanted to teach. They yeah. brought them back. I got this problem. <laughs> yeah. Teachers don't like me. <laughs> because at one point, the PE teacher talks about like how he was trained in the army and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, well, they are, as we find out later, they are military beasts. Cody's being released so he can go to school, and obviously because of this new thing that the government have implemented, all of the street punks are being released to go to school on the same day. And this is where we get to see Cody's street clothes, Cody's street punk clothes. The costumes in general in this film are fucking amazing. He goes, yeah, he, meets his, he meets his brother, Angel. Now, did anybody recognise Angel? He's from a tap film that we haven't actually covered yet, but it is on the list that's coming. What film? He's the Weasley little brother in Teen Witch. Oh, Teen I thought it was going to be Voodoo Academy. No, not Voodoo Academy, Mark, no. But he's in Teen Witch, yeah. He's the, he's the bratty little brother in Teen Witch. And then they meet another mate of theirs, Sonny. And they look a little, little bit like the Lost Boys from Peter Pan, but with done wrong, that stuff that you'd get from Hot Topic or um, The Asylum for the UK version. <laughs> yeah, asylum. Hot topic. I think they looked a bit better than that. Yeah. Like Cody's costume was wicked. Oh, his short jacket and his long jumper. I love a good jacket. Yeah. I love a good jacket. <laughs> yeah. They, you get, they pick him up in his car. And while he's in the car, uh, Sonny starts doing future drugs out of a bag. And he's like, Cody's like, what are you doing? What's that? He says, it's Edge, man. It's the best new future drug in the world. <laughs> do, do you want any of this? And he's like, I don't want any Edge. I'm cleaning up my act. And they say, you used to be so, used to be into getting wrecked with your bros, bro. He says, yeah, what times change. Because he puts on a really cool voice with the way this film, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. This film is quite a lot like Robocop. Actually. It is, yeah. Because there's bin fires and there's gangs of punks just fucking literally everywhere. The future looks bad and don't forget no police will enter this because it is a lawless lawless zone it's a zone of lawless. lawlessness <laughs> <laughs> and they're driving their sick car there's one thing about this future is everything that's gone to tatters but the cars are all fucking wicked they're all like cross between 50s cars and mad max cars <laughs> and they're driving around in their big car and they drive into an area that's controlled by the razor heads they're like oh god don't go in here. This is controlled by the Razorheads. Now, that's the rival gang. These three fellas are part of the Blackhearts gang. And they drive in and they sass the Razorheads. They live in like a street punk shanty town. It's quite a lot like Escape from L.A. But yeah, they sass all the bad dads. Uh, Hector, the leader of the, razor, the Razorheads. So it's like, it's like Robocop and it's like Escape from L.A. Yeah. And it's got a little bit of Terminator in it. It's kind of like the Muppets Babies version of these uh, street punk films. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> it's very... Of all the stuff we've watched recently, it's the only one that I genuinely feel could really be a trauma film. It's so schlocky and so trauma-y. 
Am I being yeah. fair saying that it's like a trauma? If it was a trauma, I think it'd be it'd be really offensive. Yeah, it'd be horribly offensive. <laughs> and, uh, full of boobs. Full of boobs. Yeah. I get like it's got the same kind of street punk aesthetic as you see in the the trauma film. You know, the classic trauma films. Classic High. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Bender and stuff. Yeah. So at, at the school, the school is covered with barbed wire watchtowers and fences and there's, there's an armoured school bus that all the kids go to school in it looks like it's something that the A-team have put together yeah. and uh, there's loads of like stormtroopers outside the school and everyone is a punk there is not a fucking barely a sleeve in sight red, pink, blue, green mohawks all over the, top, all over the place Cody now has got a new attitude because he's been to boy prison and he knows if he fucks up at school straight back to boy prison he's going to go to man prison he's going to go man prison now they don't fuck about him there. And his little brother, whiny angel scratch, turning into such a fucking bitchy douchebag. He calls him a douchebag because he don't want to do he don't want to do punk stuff anymore. He wants to get his life together. Sorry. This whole film very much struggles from something we've seen in a lot of tat, where none of the characters are really likable. No. <laughs> none of them are none of them are kind of like eh. and, and you missed out on there was an A-team car spin. During the chase, and I enjoyed that. I got a love us. Sorry, yeah, I forgot to. Yeah, it was very nice. I enjoyed it. It was, it, you know, like the theme tune to the A Team. There's that car that turns in the mid air every single episode on the theme yeah. tune. It reminded me of that, and therefore nostalgia, therefore love heart. Good stuff. The teachers have arrived at school, and they're scanning all the pupils with their with their Terminator vision, and it's saying like these kids are all proper shits. <laughs> There's a violent crime happens like every two hours, 38 seconds. And the kids are like handing in weapons and shotguns, Uzis. Every, in this future, everyone has an Uzi. I liked how they were, They have to check in their guns at the gate. Yeah. But they get a little token so they can get the gun so on the way back, back out. Yeah. And they're chucking it in shopping trolley. Yeah, it's like, it's, like, um, it's like they're just handing it into a cloakroom. Yeah. yeah Why it. are they giving them the guns? Like, this in is the fact, problem. Well, that's it, yeah. Now... Cody was a member. It was a member of the Black Hearts gang. I suppose technically he is, because once you're in the Black Hearts, you ain't never going out. But he, but he does want <laughs> out, and uh, he, he confronts the guys from the from the punk gang. But they say to him, "If you're not with us, then you're against us. So that means we've got to kill you." And Cody says, "I'm lying low for a while, guys, because if I get slammed for ganging, I'll be doing real hard time. So I guess you'll have to waste me." Either way, I'm dead. I think he's well cool. He's cool, yeah, he's a cool kid. That's why he's called Cody. It's like when they're doing this, he said, that's great, but could you do that line a little bit more cool? A bit, <laughs> a bit cooler, please. A bit more like Corey Haim. A bit more like, yeah, Corey, Corey Haim. He does look a bit like Corey Haim, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, yeah. And he talks like him, like in The Lost Boys. Yeah, that's it. It's like he's watched Lost it's Boys. It's one giant coffee. Inside the school, Stacey Keach is putting on a lab coat and he's going into the control room and there's men with clipboards and white coats and CCTV of all the schools. This is the uh, Megatex nerve centre. One of the guys is from Pirates of the Caribbean that's in there doing the clicky-clacky on the computers. Little bold man. Little bold man. Yeah, he's the, he's the one that hangs around with the fella from the office and his eye pops out. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah. In the corridors. You're right as well. I hadn't spotted that. Yeah, there you go. In the corridors, the signs, like like in a John Carpenter film, when it says they flash up, respect, obey, learn, learn, learn. 
Well, better learn. Yeah. Now, all of the problem students have been assigned to the Terminator teachers. Can you hear that, Mark? No. There's someone outside like, go! Oh! No, I didn't hear that. The street punk fight. Street punks. Street punks. Yeah, it's the end of the world. Oh, it is, it is, isn't it? Do you know, in the future, I reckon, like, occultists will use the numbers 2020 to, like, put curses on people. People. It will have so much bad juju around it. Yeah, people will get, like, tattoos of 2020s like they, like they do of uh, pentagrams to look metal yeah. now. Because it's evil. Because it's evil. Mm. Metal. Like Mr. Crowley. Mr. Crowley. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I just went off. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. We went back to the 80s then for a while. Mm. Drag ourselves back to the future of 1999. In class, Hector, the bad lad, leader of the Razorheads, him and his, him and his mate are hassling a poindexter for money. They're shaking him down. Like, give me your lunch money. There's like a room full of street punks and one normal kid. And he's just getting robbed left, right and centre. Pam Greer walks in. She says, good morning, students. They all just ignore her because they're punks. She says, good morning, students. I'm Miss Connors. The street punk that is robbing the geek turns around to Pam Greer and just says, fuck off, Pam Greer. Fuck off. And she's like, what? Then Hector says, I think he said, fuck off, mate. Now, Pam approaches the, the, approaches the street punk situation that's happening in the classroom. You can see a Terminator vision. Discipline. Passes, flashing up to go, discipline. Discipline. This is what she said to the street punks anyway. She says, you're going to need to stand cool. Or if you don't, you're going to need to sit down. And she doesn't sit down. She tells him to fuck off again. She says, that's not very cool. Now, options are available. Moderate punishment. Select your karate moves. <laughs> it's like she has a choice of like karate moves or combat combinations. And she goes for combination one. <laughs> yeah. I like how she still talks like Pam Greer. Yeah, she does all the way through. And she basically picks fighting combination one, batters the kids, and all the kids start be behaving again because they don't want to get beaten up by Pam Grant. They sit down and start learning chemistry. Education at its finest. I mean, to be fair, they were disrespectful to Pam Grant, therefore they deserved a kick in. This is undeniable. This is education, Mark. Mm. That's education for you. Now, this is where we meet Christy, the love interest. She introduces herself to Cody, and she's like, oh, she's, she's in the same class, because Cody and Christy were in that class and saw the robot fight with the street punks. She says, oh, it's going to be a drag in there, isn't it? But she's new to school, and she's not only new to school, she's the daughter of Malcolm McDowell. Mm. Now, her dad doesn't want her hanging around with street punk types. Why does he send her to this school, then? If he runs it... He knows that it's riddled with street punks. It's her and her three mates are the only ones that aren't there. Also, why doesn't she have a commanding British accent? Yeah. Maybe they've been here too long. I mean, they, <laughs> they might have moved over before the Great Plague or whatever, whatever it was. Malcolm, that's good casting, though, isn't it? Malcolm McDowell makes a good head teacher character. It does. Malcolm... You can imagine him bollocking you for something, couldn't you? Yeah. Do you like the wine? That's, that's my uh, Clockwork Orange impression. <laughs> when he used to do real films, remember that? Yeah, when we did a fucking Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what he was doing. When, like, when he was talking to, like, Pam Greer Robot and the guy's, like, pulling his face open, he was like, I did a fucking Kubrick. I did a Kubrick. 
Just do, just say the lines, Malcolm. Just say the fucking, I'm doing Kubrick. Why did he stop doing good films? Holidays, money, I don't know. He's not that bad. He, he, you know, he's in loads of, he, he likes the cyberpunk films. I wonder how many cyberpunks Malcolm McDowell's had to deal with in the future. Well, in the past. Well, that's a paradox, really, isn't it? Mm. Wasn't, he in, wasn't he in one of the Star Trek films? He was, he was in yeah. Generations, was in, wasn't he? Star Trek Generations. Generations, yeah. He was stuck in the Nexus and he went back in time. He was stuck in time with Whopper Goldberg. <laughs> so, uh, history class with Pipe Man. Now, he's, he's the history teacher, the, uh, the guy, the fella smoking the pipe. And he says, like, this is going to be the most difficult class that you guys have ever had. And one of the punks says, yeah, <laughs> fuck you, old man. He gets Terminator vision. He's got problems. It says students aren't listening. Options, educate, discipline. He says, I'm going to give you two hours homework every week. And they're like, fuck, what? He says, I'm going to give you tests all the time. And the kids start booing him. They're like, fucking boo you. And he says, I operate an absolute zero tolerance to street punkery. While he's saying this, two street punks start fighting at the back of the room. Beep, 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 beep. Discipline. The option. Physical punishment. There's loads of options. Yes. And he just calls straight. This is the thing I noticed. When they're, when they're looking at stuff and they've got their little list of actions that they can take mm. they always jump straight to the top shelf to the violent one yeah they go straight up yeah and corporal punishment yeah and what does he do to him Fletch? what does he do to these street punks <laughs> he fucking spanks the shit out of he them. drags them to the front of the class and he robot spanks them yeah he does a super fast robot spank whilst he <laughs> Whilst he stares at all of the other kids. And the other kids just look at him in horror. Yeah. He's just going, he's just staring right into their eyes. I, I put it's just over his knee, like, ah! Put down on my notes. That is a good spanking face. He's just kind of like staring into space as he does these kind of really robotic spanks. I thought that. It, it, it kind of highlighted that he's a robot. I thought that that was actually really quite clever. Yeah, that's it, because Cody goes over the minute. That's a bit fast. He like looks at me because he's a bit robot that man, isn't he? But yeah, I like the way how he spanks the one lad and then just chucks him away. He's got the other lad, he's standing on the other guy, and he just whips him up by his belt and does it again. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, no, I mean, being spanked, if, if you're not into that, isn't much fun. But these two guys have been absolutely kicking the shit out of each other. And I, I just feel like... Having a spanked bottom is slightly less dangerous than... Hang on! This <laughs> isn't just a spanked bottom. It's a robot spank. This is a pneumatic robot fucking... Military spanking. Military spanking. It's a military... <laughs> this, is a, this is a weapons-grade spanking. <laughs> this is like... If... <laughs> yes. I do think this is my favourite part of the film. Just the kind of dead pat. How did the guy who was doing the spanking not just crease and howl with laughter as he did this stupid spank and stupid spank face? <laughs> Acting. Acting, Mark. It's yeah. brilliant. It's so he funny. He is the robot. Yeah, because Stacey Keach is watching on the camera. Yeah. And when he grabs him, and goes to spank him. You just see the reaction on Stacey Keach's face as well. He does this little eyebrow thing like, oh, no, hello, hello. <laughs> yeah. And that's when, well, 
when they're watching on, on the monitor, that's when Pirates of the Caribbean says, corporal punishment, is that legal, Stacey Keach? And Keach says, whatever necessary, we will spank these punks. We will spank the punk at them. I'm going to spank you so hard, the crass is going to fall out of you. The whole society makes zero sense. Everything contradicts everything. It makes It's just ridiculous. And the fact that a bit of violence about 10 years ago turned the world into this horrific fucking nightmare and it's just wonderful and then and then the teacher spanks kids no no one stops to go oh it's just wonderful absolutely wonderful nothing makes sense and i don't care now cody's home life is terrible absolutely terrible he goes home and his mom is really into the future drugs into the edge she loves the edge she'll give a shit he's back from prison he's like oh thanks it's nice to see you crackhead Awful situation. He was probably better off in prison, to be honest, lads. He was probably better off at school, definitely. The mm. next day at school, a punk is hassling Christy outside, and she he tried basically a street punk tries to rape Christy outside the school. Yeah, full on, full on. The next yeah. day, I guess I'm desensitized to violence in Tat, but that I was like, holy fuck! Yeah, really so Cody, full of nasty stuff. Yeah, Cody splits it up and he saves her. But Robo PE teacher drags them both into uh, Malcolm McDowell's office. And Cody, he's like, this is your last warning, because you know you're going to get back, sent back to boy prison if you, keep, if you don't stop fucking about. So get on with it. He even says to Malcolm McDowell, I saved your daughter from being raped. And he doesn't seem to give a shit. Well, he does. I think that's why he's a bit lenient. He's lenient. That's, that's why he doesn't send him back to prison. He says, because of the circumstances... I won't send you to boy prison this time because you did save me daughter from a street park. Oh. I, I, just, I just feel like you'd probably be a bit more distraught if someone had attempted to rape your daughter. Yeah, probably. Rather than being a bit more lenient on a street punk. You'd think he'd go batshit and try and stab the kid in the face. Well, he says to him, so what's your, ne what's your next lesson? And PE teacher says, it's PE with me. So they go to PE. And in the PE lesson, robo PE teacher... He's wearing full wrestling gear, and he's saying, in brackets, training the kids. He's not training, he's beating up a street punk. He slaps him. <laughs> fucking beating the hell out of this kid called Mohawk, I think his name is, I can't remember. But yeah. Are you allowed to slap people in wrestling? Not, not in real wrestling, no. He says, I'll turn you all into wrestlers, yeah. And by that, he means he's going to beat them up, he's going to make them do press-ups and stuff like that. Dismisses the class. And he says, not you, Cody. You've got a bad attitude, boy. And he keeps him behind and he basically fucking batters him in a, in a full-on wrestling match. And he's like punching him in the face, rolling yeah, around on the floor. It was surprisingly brutal, actually. Yeah. But while this is happening, the, the street punk that he'd beaten up previously is had enough. He goes into his locker. He does a bit of future drugs, edge. And he's, uh, he's got a gun. So he goes back into the classroom. By the time he goes back into the classroom, fucking Cody's getting the living shit ripped out of him by this guy, and he's trying to choke him out, and he's going to kill him. So the street punk pulls a gun on him, and then the PE teacher just fucking murders him. Street punk is high as fuck, and, he, yeah. and he's, like, pointing the gun in the wrong direction and stuff. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's really cold, and it, 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 I think... We've been celebrating how much fun and how tat this film is, but that really did feel quite obscene and quite shocking. And it, yeah. it did get me. It really did. 
Well, that's it. He does a good job of making these uh, teachers look really, really bad. The PE teacher jumps up and he just snaps his neck. Boom! Terminated. And it flashes up red on his vision. Enemy defeated. Now, back in the nerve centre, they're like, oh, my God. Pirates of the Caribbean guy looking at a monitor. He's like, that is a little bit extreme now, Stacey. I mean, the spanking was bad enough. He's just killed a child in there. Can we do something about this? He says, wow, the robot teachers are evolving. They're becoming self-aware. So, they're developing. They're being more human. They weren't doing this before. Now the scientist guys are worried. He said, they're machines, you idiot. They only do what we tell them to do. There's nothing to worry about, Pirates of the Caribbean. But there is something to worry about because the robots have clearly gone bad. Cody's other bro who picked him up from prison, Sonny, turns up at history class, smashed out of his face, ripped up on edge, isn't he, Fletch? Pissed. The only thing I noticed was his leggings. Oh, yeah. He did have powerful leggings. <laughs> he looked a bit like Randy Savage from the waist down. He did. <laughs> actually, he looked a bit like Randy Savage in general. He was, actually. He had, like, purple, tassely leather jacket on. Yeah. He comes into the class, and history teacher's like, what is, look at the state of you. Sit down. He sits down, and he throws up on the floor. So the teacher marches up to him, drags him out of the classroom, takes him to his locker to look for Edge, the future drug. Now, the girl to the locker and refuses to open it, so the robot pops his hand through it like a Terminator and rips it open like a foil around a Kit Kat. And he's going, what's that? That's full of drugs. He's like, oh, that, that's, I'm not dealing, not dealing. They're my drugs for when I'm at school. The teacher picks up the space drugs and then forces them into his mouth. Ooh. And he makes them eat all the drugs and he starts frothing at the mouth and overdosing. And then the teacher just smashes his head in on the locker. It's like he'd be killed. Yeah. And he says, tut, 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 doing drugs is a capital offence. It murders him. And then he just goes back, to, goes back to class like nothing's happened. But he's got a bloody crucifix in his hand because he took his necklace when he killed him. He keeps a trophy, he keeps like a, a tro cereal. Yeah, goes back in. And then Cody notices. He's like, where's, where's Sonny gone? Doesn't come back. Notices, bad pipe teacher, got the bloody necklace in his hand. It's really quite obscene levels of horror and brutality. But unfortunately, as shocking as it was, I didn't feel any sorrow for the unlikable characters that were brutally murdered. No, it was like you said at the start of the episode, Mark. They're not very likable people. Street punks. They're street punks, yeah. Fucking street punks. Malcolm McDowell is absolutely furious. He calls the teachers into his office and he's like, they're not bothered that they've been murdering people. They're talking like, they're talking drug facts that don't make any sense, that they've got nothing to do with it. The history man's just smoking his pipe and he couldn't give a shit. He says, I didn't get you guys in to start murdering children. And they're like, well, they were doing drugs. It's like, yeah, but you don't have to stove their heads in. He said it was self-defense, Stacey Keats says. The little punk was armed with a dangerous weapon. He was out of control on narcotics. He was hepped up on, on the edge. Malcolm McDowell needs to deal with the news now because the news needs to know about this. So he's going to have to go on the news and lie about the street punk dying in class. Yes, as Stacey Keach is leaving, it's like, oh, you, Stacey Keach, I'm not very happy you about this. And he turns around and he's eating a banana and he's dressed like an 80s Doctor Who villain. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like a long purple coat on and obviously he's mullet. He's like, yeah, OK. I'm just a banana. And he's eating a banana as he leaves and he looks like someone from... Uh, 
the uh, Sylvester McCoy here in Doctor Who. I say you know he's evil. Mm. Bananas. You don't like bananas, do you? I hate bananas. They're the worst. I won't have a bad word said against the Sylvester McCoy era of Doctor Who, though. That's my uh, Doctor. I like the, the, the bad puppet of the cat, Master. That, oh, that's what I always remember about that. There's a that bad puppet the of last the cat. Epi- That was the last series of um, Doctor Who, and that was a, a, um, a, the three episodes. It was called Survivor, and um, the cats were great. What's wrong with you? Was that the one with the things coming out of the sea? No, that was the Curse of Fenris, and they were called Hemovores. Now, Christine and Cody have gone to see Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> you just we completely just... changed the subject because you know I'm going to fucking nerd out about Doctor Who. That was in depth. It was in depth. Yeah, thank you. I, I like I like my eighties Doctor Who. Is that so wrong? No, there's nothing wrong with that at all, mate. Nothing wrong with that at all. Now, Christine and Cody go to see Malcolm McDowell to tell him about the history teacher uh, that he's killed Sonny. But he just fobs him off and says he was full of drugs, he was a street punk, etc., etc. That's what they do. That's how they act. It is the street punk way. But Christy says, there you go, you see, I told him. He, I told Dad, but he just said it was an overdose. Cody says, all I see that your father doesn't give a shit about the truth that's going on in there. Those teachers are killing people. And she says, you've got a problem with authority figures. And he says, Jesus, open your eyes. Open your suburban eyes and see what's going on. And she says, hey, I don't need to take this shit from you, you illiterate gangbanger. Why is it so shocking that they're killing people? The, the, these kids run around with Uzis and shoot each other. They're kind of used to death, surely. Maybe not. Maybe it's just like a game to them. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, because you now s- you're seeing it real. It's t- they're taking away their friends. They can see it. Yeah, you don't see anyone get killed. It's like at the beginning when... He says he doesn't want to be in the Black Hearts anymore. And the guy's like, well, then we're going to have to kill you. And he's yeah. like, yeah, all right. Then. Yeah. And he just walks off. Yeah. Because he knows that they're not really going to do it. Yeah. Now, Stacey Keach and Malcolm McDowell have gone for a swanky meal at night time. Out for a meal. Stacey Keach is drinking milk out of a wine glass. I don't know why I've noticed all the food that Stacey eats in this film. But, you know. It's because it's odd. It's odd, yeah. Maybe he eats white stuff because he's an android. Yeah, like off Alien. Yeah, that just pops he's in. He's not an android. But that's why has he got robot eyes then? Yeah, I don't know. He's spoilers for the end of the film, but when he's killed, he's he's not an android. No, he's not. Yeah, he's just a robot. Man. Robot eyes, normal man. So he's just got robot eyes. Yeah, eyes. He's got electric eyes. It's the future. I'm sure there's like people with bionic shit going on. I mean. We're talking, Ronnie James Dio kept banging on about electric eyes. Rob Halford, he told us about electric eye. I think. Why didn't we listen? I think I would go for one of them. I think I'd go for robot eyes. You'd have an electric eye? I'd have robot eyes, yeah. Okay. I'd robot eyes and I'd have a robot leg. Oh, so you do some leg. good kicking. Yeah. You could see well and kick well. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's your two basic, that's life, isn't it? Yeah. Sounds like Billy Blanks. Now, Stacey Keach has got fucking Malcolm now, isn't he? Because he's lied on the news. Because he really knows that these robots have killed these teachers. But he's like, I know that you've lied on the news now, so you've got to do what I tell you. And no, the robots aren't going. They can stay here to run the course of this thing that I've got planned. And I'm going to drink my milk and you're fucked, mate. You can't do anything about it. This time next year, Megatech is going to be in all the schools in America. 
Cody goes out on his motorbike to the Black Hearts hideout. There's bin fires everywhere because it's a hideout. There's even a band playing inside the lair. There's loads and loads of partying punks all over the place. But in the middle of the people partying and moshing, they're just beating the shit out of his little brother. Because he's getting initiated that night. And that's what you have to do to get into the band, into the, into the gang. Just yeah. get beaten up at a gig. And they're all firing oozes into the sky because they've all got oozes in the future. I put a love heart for this because guns in a nightclub is utterly ludicrous. And I love it. It's just, they're completely desensitised to guns. And I think it's either America being America or actually quite clever to point out that they're all completely desensitised to guns. Well, well, this is it, Mark. They're just like toys. They're just like toys to these people. Yeah, exactly. Now, Cody it is obviously, he's a bit pissed off with his little brother that he's got initiated into the gang, but that's what he wants to do, fair play. Cody tries to tell the rest of the gang that the history teacher killed Sonny, but they just laugh in his face and say, why, because he didn't do his homework? Because there's a sassy girl pump that just shouts at everyone throughout this film. She just, inter- the only interaction that she has is like, ah! She's basically Nelson from The Simpsons. He says, you're full of shit, man, and the punks just laugh at him. He says, it's, it's time to terminate, maybe it's time to terminate you from the gang. And then the music starts, and they batter Cody in the middle of, in the, middle of the gig. Because that's what you get. That's gang justice. You've been in prison. We're beating your brother up. Unless you can have a go now for telling this shit about robots. So you have to get you have to get the shit beaten out of you, whether you're entering or leaving the gang. Just just a yeah, that's it. <laughs> now the next day at school, Cody's got a bit of a cut on his head. He doesn't look that bad considering he's had the shit kicked out of him. It's because he's old. He, yeah. he holds his own. So Cody, he says sorry to Christine. He tells her that he's been ch- he's he's going to get chucked out of the Blackhearts. He says your dad's lying. Maybe he doesn't know what's going on. But maybe we convince him. Well, he says, what if we can prove that the teachers are killing people in the school? She says, Cody, you are, are you on the fucking edge, mate? You've been, doing a, you've been doing edge, have you? The teachers may be just strict, but they don't go around killing people. Are you mad? You know the drug? Yeah. It just looked like they were doing poppers. It did just like little bits of plastic, wasn't it? It did look like poppers, yeah. Yeah. It come up with an idea. She says, well, you've got to come with me to the history teacher's house. He had, like, when I last time I saw him, he had Sonny's crucifix, and I bet he's got it at the house. And she, she says, what, you mean we're going to cut class? And she says, have you, have you never cut class before? And she's like, no, I haven't. But Malcolm McDowell's my dad. <laughs> what, well, he's murdering me. He's like, let's cut class. They head off on a motorbike, and he says, oh, get your hand down the back of my pants or something down there. So she, says, oh, she looks down and goes, oh, my God, it's the address book of all the teachers at the school. <laughs> Because he took it when he was in the office. <laughs> she doesn't even look, though. <laughs> they're riding on the bike, so she can't just go rifling through his trousers. But also, she, she refers back to the book. So she goes, that's strange. She's, he's like, check the addresses. <laughs> said, they all live at the same place. That's really weird. So, she, yeah, she's reading this book that he's had down his pants that he nicked out of Malcolm's office. And he just goes, party. And then he speeds up. <laughs> <laughs> Now, they get to the teacher's house and they live in a really nice estate. It's really nice, isn't it? Considering they live in a post-apocalyptic future, they dri- whenever they're driving around anywhere normal, it's just LA. It's just this suburban area. <laughs> it's just anywhere. Why, but, does the, why, does the te- why do the teachers who are robots need a nice, lavish home? Surely they just power up, power down in a corner? 
because they need somewhere to keep all their WD-40 and all their oil and all their cleaning <laughs> stuff. Yes. <laughs> and their one bra. What do they laugh? I gave that a love heart for, for the cupboard full of WD-40. That was fucking They've got one bra, three chairs, one bra, loads of WD-40, and uh, some like gas canister, gas canisters, and that's it. Oh, some oil in the fridge. <laughs> and they're like, "What's this? What, 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 what can they use this for?" And they say, "Talk about lean cuisine." They ain't been drinking oil. Think about it. You, you saw the robot slapping. How do you think his arm didn't creak? It's all that WD forty. <laughs> Shit, the teachers are on the way back. So they hide. They hide after just finding the. They find it's weird that Pan Grey's only got one bra. That's the thing. Not the WD-40, not the canisters and the no furniture, just three dining room chairs in the house. The fact that Pam Grier really had one posh bra. But yes, yeah, shit, the teachers are coming back, so they scarf her out the back, but then the teachers see them and they make chase in the Ford Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> the Ford Sierra really, really made me laugh. Yeah. Oh, sorry, they did find, they did find the necklace as well, sorry, amongst they, the commotion. They, they did find it. But it was in a pile of market. Did you know? Yeah. <laughs> just put it in all the test papers yeah. you so, said yeah. it already but the car chase it's not a bad car chase but it's clearly done in 1990 not kind of dystopic future it's a yeah. Ford Sierra my stepdad had one of them it's when a I was Ford a kid. Sierra like driving around California when I was a kid my stepdad had an olive green matte paint Ford Sierra that's a hell yeah. of a car it's basically the car they've got in there. Yeah, it's the same fucking car. Car of the future. Oh, what they see as well that Malcolm McDowell's daughter's there, and they say, right, we'll have to advise her father on suitable methods of discipline. But now, let's eliminate the bad influence. Car chase. The kids get on the motorbike, and, they, and the teachers make chase, and they're Ford Sierra. <laughs> I like the <laughs> conversation between the teachers, where yeah. they're all like, what shall we do? How shall we proceed? Yeah, they're breaking the rules. So then, when they're in the car, in the back of the car, the history teacher's got a little book of the road. The highway code. He's looking at the highway code, just like, oh, oh, he's broken that one. Yeah, broken that one. As they're following him, (laughs) it's very similar. The high-speed chase is good. Yeah. Uh, Oh, but also, Pangria when she gets in the car says, "Time for a little bit of driver's ed." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's basically the the bike chase from Terminator Two for a little bit. I thought. Yeah, it reminded me of that. They ram Cody's bike and they chase him to an unfinished, unfinished bridge. The bike goes down and the, the Sierra just carries on. They just drive into the river and uh, Pam Greer just goes, I hate water. Nice hate- night for a dive. Yeah. I so, hate water. I hate water. Nice night for a dive. Splash. The Ford Sierra sinks. Cody goes home and that angel, the little shit's there counting money and guns because now he's in the gang. You can tell he's wearing circuit boards as earrings and uh, cables from inside 90s PCs around his neck. Like, he's the mayor of Junktown. It's the future. Okay, yeah. Oh, in the future, people will wear bits of computer instead of clothes. And Bruce Springsteen-style headbands. (laughs) (laughs) I was all about a good headband when I was young. Oh, we were talking about this the other day. Tell When I was a young street punk, I had a Ganjaleaf headband. And nice. Ganjali bandana. Nice. And I used to wear, I had an undercut so I could wear it around my head and have my hair over the Ganjali bandana. Yeah. 
Yes. And sometimes I did actually put a cap over it as well. Very like like Cody. Because I could fit all my hair up into the cap. Yeah. Good work. Good, Good work. work there, Fletch. Did you ever have tram lines? Have we talked about this before? I never have tram lines because I always thought they were really chavvy. Did you have them? <laughs> you never had tram lines, but you thought they were chavvy. But you had a rat tail and you wore a ganja leaf. Well, we, okay. I did have a rat tail. Well, I did have a rat tail, but... That's a rat tail, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Imagine him, currently, Mark, little sleeveless Fletch with sunglasses on his rat tail, not letting all the kids have a go on Tekken. I went to Haven Holidays and I had a go on Tekken tag tournament. And I was too good at it. That's why they couldn't play. They couldn't beat me. Because that's only because you never went outside, Fletch, and you just played Nintendo. I'm sorry, I, I missed everything you just said. I was just <laughs> laughing at that. <laughs> The three robots walk out of the river. This, they just walked out fully clothed. The other one's still smoking his pipe. We need to acquisition a new Sierra. <laughs> yeah, we've got that Sierra. We need a new Ford Sierra. And they, but they've just got the same one. They, they, do, they get the exact same Ford Sierra. They're like, this is the only, this is the most efficient of all the Fords. We must have this one. <laughs> to be fair, right, I've bought the same shoes like two or three times because I like them and they're comfy. Maybe they're like that with Ford Sierras. Custom shoes, that's how robots think. I always get Adidas superstars. Yeah. They're my trainer of choice. Good. I like a, uh, I like a, uh, the converse. I like a converse. Mm, I like Adidas superstars are very comfy and they make you look like you're in Run DMC. Yeah, they do, yeah. The shell front, shell top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, yeah. I'm very fond of Vans, personally. I've always enjoyed a pair of Vans. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, the teachers have now got a new strategy and that new strategy is a little game. A war game. <laughs> Cody and Angel are shooting some hoops. Bro, you know, bit of bro love. It's just like, let's play some basketball to show that we still love each I know you're in a gang. That's fair enough. But there's one thing that ain't never going to change. And that's basketball. So we'll play basketball together. It's like, great. They have a game of basketball. But then Cody says, I've got to go home to do my homework because I'm trying to do well in school. You're being a street punk. I don't want to end up in boy prison. He's like, yeah, okay, I'll see you later. I'm going to walk home on my own with my basketball. I'll stay here for a bit, but then I'll, I'll see you later. Angel is walking back at night alone, dribbling the basketball, and then a sensible Ford car pulls up. <laughs> <laughs> the same car. They did, bear in mind, they just dropped one in the river. It's clearly the same car. It is clearly the same. It's car. clearly the same car. Yeah. And they said, didn't have another car. They didn't have another car. They said, "What do you want? What do you want?" It says, "We want to educate you, Angel." Says Pavagria, and the history teacher starts laughing manically. <laughs> And He's then the PE teacher. Quite a good actor, history teacher guy, I thought. Yeah. But the PE teacher just says, I just, I just want to batter him. I want to kick his butt, is what he says. And Angel runs screaming for help. Help! And they just say, We're coming to get you, kid, and drive after him. Like, they, they run after him. Pam's got Terminator vision again. Enemy trapped in red. Exterminate. Now the they kill him. They just kill him dead. Angel's dead. The teachers are on the rampage over the other side of town. One of the punks that was earlier, the, the punk that was doing the hassling in, in science class, yeah, he's gone out for the other punks to pick up a pizza at the, at the big neon pizza place in town. No, they, yeah, they still, do, they still do pizzas there. He turns up and goes, gets some pizzas from the delivery place. Then uh, 
Pam Greer gets out of the car and says, let's go, pizza man, and chucks him in the back of the car. Pizza everywhere. And they drive away. Now, back at the Razorhead's hideout, they're waiting for this pizza to come back. And they're like, oh, God, he's always ages with the pizza. What time's he coming? Boom! He comes through the window on fire! The robots have set the street park on fire and chucked him into the, <laughs> chucked him into the street park there. And they're like, fuck, this is a flaming bag of poo. Like a flaming bag of poo, but it's a man. I mean, nobody gets pizza. For one, it's a disappointing night, and your house burns down. But they think this is the work of a black heart. The pizza. flaming guy, right? Did you think he was particularly flamey? It was very flamey. Yeah, I mean, for like you, you see, like these men in flame suits, and they're like a bit, a bit naff. This was really fucking flamey. That earned a love really? heart for the amount of flaminess. History teacher just says war games phase one complete. Phase two, they're going to do the same fucking thing, aren't they? The other way around, flip it, reverse it. Cody goes to the Black Hearts lair to find Angel, his brother. His whiny little brother from Teen Witch with circuitry all in his ears. Dead on the floor from being beaten by robot scum. Battered. They said, like, let's get him. Let's wrap him up in a blanket. While they're wrapping him up a blanket, the girl that sasses everyone, Nelson from The Simpsons, picks up a basketball and goes, oh, my God, there's a message on the basketball. It says, war zone, high noon. And they all just bang at the moon like street punk wolves to start firing oozes because they know what that means. <laughs> me. Even Cody. Yeah, he just knows instantly. They just Rawr! fire it up. They start fire it up. The teachers haven't turned up at work. Pirates of the Caribbean's getting really stressed out about it. So they haven't shown up. We can't monitor these fucking crazy robots if they're not here. And Stacey says, yeah, they decided they're not coming in today. They've just decided they're having a day off. Just having a day off, not coming in. He says, but they're supposed to do what they're programmed to do, and they're becoming more human. And the other guy says, you need to find them, shut them down, and then we need to give them a complete test because they've clearly gone bad. This is when Stacey Keach says, there's no such thing as a, as a completely sta stable hybrid. So they are hybrids of man and machine. Ah, it's yeah. Oh, but shit, then, yeah, that's true. But on the flip side of that, guys, is there ever a really completely stable human being? Mm. Mm, deep. No, that's why we have robots. He says, I don't want them to take them out of the field, and that's an order. The other guy goes, shit, I've just realised what might be happening here, Stacey Keach. I think they might be reverting back to their military form, but that is just the worst-case scenario. Street punk war! The war zone. So it literally is like they knew this. Is this what they do? Like when they fall out and they've got beef to settle, they drive to a junkyard, half punks at one end, half the punks at the other, and they shoot each other with boozies and bazookas. I want to point out that the, the apocalypse cars that they used to get to the junkyard were yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The cars they were are great. They're like Matt. Awesome. And then you compare it to the fucking Ford, whatever it was. And the shitty roads with normal cars on in the in the chase—it's just so fucking incongruous. Yeah, and they could have they could have had like an apocalypse car for the chase, and that would have been well cool. Yeah, well, Ford Sierra. Yeah, Ford Sierra. Ford it's reliable, reliable car of the future. Car of the future. And the other thing is, ironically, none of these cars would now exist because of the scrappage scheme. So this is in an alternate reality where all the shitty cars didn't get wrecked. 
in the next. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. But, the other thing is, did the robots really need to bother turning up? They turned up with fucking machine guns and grenades. Surely they were going to, like, murderise each other without the help of the teachers. No, well, they, they, just don't. They, they don't kill each other. They're just chucking them in the sea. The teachers they're just, just shooting around and, like, they're not hitting each other. <laughs> is it supposed to be, like, reenactment then? They weren't ever going to hurt each other. Well, it's like I said before, they're like, they're kids. It's all just dick-wangling, really. Yeah, they're children. Yeah. But yeah, they turn up and they're just like, death to the opposition, exterminate the enemy, take no prisoners, search and destroy, in for the kill, PE guys, like, snapping necks left and right, <laughs> like, like killing them like vermin. <laughs> Whilst Pam and the history guy are sneaking around further into the war zone, further into the theatre of war, Pam snacks a few necks, gets an Uzi because there's Uzis everywhere and just lays waste to punks. PE guy chucks a hand grenade in the shed, explodes, jumps in the water. They just blow up all the sheds and fuck up. They chuck everyone in the drink. Yeah, chucking everyone in the sea. It's like saving Private Ryan, but everyone's a grep. So many barrels, so many explosions, but I suppose that's war. During the fracas, Cody and his punk friend hide in a warehouse that is in the, uh, the theatre of war, in the war zone, and they're running around and they see that the other punks are in there. So they're like, ah, let's go and hide. Let's go and hide in the warehouse. Cody says, right, I'm going to go this way. You go that way. He says, yeah, Cody, I'll go. Ah! He can't go any further because History Guy pulls him through the wall, through the middle, and snaps him in half. He folds him. He folds him up. It's beautiful. Right. Funnily right. enough, I'm sure it's no surprise, but the snapped body to love heart and so did the explodium cabin it was quick fire love hearts yeah. he folds him like a deck chair he folds him like his deck yes. chair and then when cody looks through the window he's in two arms on the floor like separate arms and the teacher <laughs> teacher just goes you're next cody so keep cody just starts shooting him with his uzi gun no effect whatsoever because he's robot isn't it he says you're making me very angry cody says what the hell are you man what the hell are you and he makes a run for it. And then the history man has a manic look on his face and he just screams and chases him. The punks make a run for it on their bikes. Let's ride! The Blackhearts retreat back to their hideout and Cody tells them all that the teachers were at the war zone. They're like, why were teachers getting involved in our war? We didn't see any robot teachers. Cody says, oh, I wish I knew. I wish I only knew. Now Cody goes to see Christy and tells her that teachers are after him. And she says, of course we're after you. You, you. you broke into their house and looked at all the WD-40. They're living with you. She says, listen to me. I shot the history man. He didn't go down. They were at the war zone. We had a war yesterday. They, they were there. We were down the war zone. He says, they cannot be human beings. Your dad's got to do something about it. And she said, my dad, he's on the war path. If he catches me with you, he's well pissed off because we'll shenanigans at school that's this bullshit these are robots and they're killing people we need to tell mcdowell but malcolm does know what's going on that's the dark truth of it all doesn't he? he's known all along he said i didn't think you'd be i didn't think you'd turn my school into a war zone stacy keach and he says these androids were supposed to educate people he says battle droids malcolm now he's changed his tune he says they're battle droids he said what hang on a minute he says yeah Battle droids, mate. This is what we're doing. We're testing them out in here, in your school, making them kill the street punks, yeah? And if it works out fine, which it has, Malcolm, because how many kids are dead? Fucking loads, yeah? 
and then we're sending them off to the war in the future. That's the ten-year war in the Middle East. <laughs> that's the plan. Malcolm's <laughs> like, this is bollocks. I'm not. I didn't think this was happening. Uh, I think at one point where Malcolm McDowell is just like, this isn't. Tea. This is. This is murder. Like this is war. Yeah. And he's like, isn't teaching war? <laughs> yeah, well, <they're> <laughs> Says, uh, but really, <laughs> they're waging war on my students, and he says, "Isn't that what all teachers do? Yeah. Isn't that what teaching really is?" <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. You just folded a guy in a hole. Malcolm McDowell says, "Whatever happened to education? Now it's a case of learn or be killed." I want you to turn him off, and Stacey Keach goes, "No, mate." He just refuses, and then Mr. P.E. sticks his fingers in Malcolm McDowell's neck, and he's dead. Funnily enough, that earned a love ass. Pulls his neck out. <clears throat> he makes holes in him. He does, yeah. He does. I thought it was really cool and really gruesome. And I, I love I love horror, so that earned a love heart. I just realised that's the second time a villain has been taken out of a piece. That's the Swayze neck death. I also liked that they followed up Malcolm McDowell's death with some Nine Inch Nails. Well, that's what I was going to say, yeah, because that's what street punks love. They love Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> yeah, that hurts a little heart because I like Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, they're all they're all listening to head like a hole in their in their in their leather, sorting their leather jackets out, stuff like that, shining the spikes up. They get a phone call. Turn that Nine Inch Nails down. Got a phone call. <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> Cody wants to meet. He's like, yeah, I'll fucking meet ya. You fucking got some cheek in ya, little lad. Phoning me. You gotta bring the whole. No, just me. Right, puts the phone down. They're like, who was that? Says it was fucking Cody. Cody, leader of the, the other gang, says he wants to bloody meet me. Let's go and meet him. This is shenanigans. Meanwhile, Christian <laughs> says, do you trust him? Yeah, do you trust like, him? Like I trust a vampire to give me a blowjob. Yeah. That's a great line. Brilliant. Yeah, because he called about one of mine. Christy is at home alone. The door creaks. She thinks it's her dad. She doesn't know he's in the office with the neck full of holes, with the Swayze death. Dead. Lifeless. She's like, Dad, is that you? No, he's dead. Who is it? It's Pam. Oh. It's Pam. And she says, you ain't daddy, honey. Oh, no. It's big Pam. Fucking Pam. I love Pam, Pam, Pam can we Pam wait, can we make Can we make it a rule of Supertech Film Club? that every film we watch now has to have Pam Greer in it. Well, funnily enough, she's coming back in two weeks. <laughs> By mistake as well. I mean, she had been here for a year and now she just keeps popping up every two weeks. I love Pam Greer. Yeah. So Pam, she gets Christy and she says, phone up Cody. I'm going to do the Terminator voice swap. And she gets him to phone and she does the same thing. I don't think Cody phoned the bad lads. It was the robots lads doing robot voices saying... I got your girl. It was Pam Greer the whole time. Now the Blackhearts realise that it's a trap immediately because they're not stupid. They're like, hang on a minute. I think this is a trap. I think that was Pam Greer. I think that was Pam Greer on the phone pretending to be the other guy. And they're like, really? (laughs) They didn't believe him earlier. And they go, really? Yeah. Oh, right. Well, it must be. How how did she do that? Robot. Robot, mate. I told you she was a robot. They're like, shit. Well, there's one thing that we need to do then, lads. Let's ride! Back at the school, Pirates of the Caribbean has had his face ripped off. The, the nerve center's a mess. There's people in, there's clipboards all over the floor, flotsam and jetsam. People have had their faces removed. People in lab coats covered in blood. Awful situation. 
Hector's waiting for Cody outside the school, smoking a cigarette and singing a made-up song. <laughs> and then Cody turns up and he arrives on his motorbike alone. And Hector says, you silly boy, why, 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 haven't you come, why have you come alone? I've got backup. And his punks come in cars. And he says, I'm not silly, Hector. I've got backup. And his punks come on bikes. And he says, well, Hector, I've not come to fight you back. They've stolen Christy. They've taken her hostage. And he's like, who? Who else? The robot teachers. And he's like, do you know what? I think there was, I, I knew there was so bad about those teachers. He says, someone's running a game on us. The same game that killed my brother. The same game that killed Noza. He says, I didn't kill anyone. And I'm not here to fight you. So that's enough. That's like bro on punks, really, isn't it? <laughs> it really isn't the Braveheart speech, is it? <laughs> he says, inside that school, there's three inhuman teacher monsters that kidnapped my girl and they killed all her friends. This is the punk troops. Punks, the punk troops. Punks are united against the evil war robot. Cody shows Hector Sonny's cross and said, look, I found this in a pile of marking. You're telling me these teachers ain't bad? Now he believes him. He says, yeah. He says, I'm going in there to waste some teachers. Are you with me? And yeah, everyone's with him. Now the guy okay. with the bowler hat on, luckily, he's got a massive bazooka. So they blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> Mate, that was last week. Michael Caine isn't in it this week. Well, do you think, do you think that's um, a symbolic destruction of like the symbol of their oppression? Mm. Blowing up the gate where they get all the guns taken off? It is, yeah. <laughs> they come back at the end of the day. That's like blowing up the, the place you put your shoes at the bowling alley. <laughs> the punks score, storm the school on bikes. Pew! Motorbikes jumping through windows. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that was pretty fucking cool. And motorbikes smashing through windows, quite rightly, earned a love heart. Yeah, fire everywhere. Now the school signs inside have set, changed from learn and obey to welcome to night school. They're riding around the school looking for Christy. Instead of just looking through the door of the classroom, they drive the whole length of the classroom and straight back out. <laughs> but they're looking for it. They're like, right, they're going to split up. We need to split up. But Cody has a warning for the guys. He says, be careful with these teachers because these guys are like a bad, popped-up George Jetson nightmare. I mean, for fuck's sake, George Jetson nightmare. It's a fucked-up George Jetson nightmare, Mark. That's a terrible fucking line. They're going to split up. George Jetson's wife and, and, you know, his son Elroy and and, and, and the, the little robot lady that was really camp. Yeah. George Is it just George, not, not the rest of them. Just him. And he's not a robot. Do you know what? I didn't like the Jetsons. It's just the Flintstones, the Flintstones in space. Yeah. Oh. Did you have a crossover episode? The uh, what? Yeah. Of course there's a crossover episode. <laughs> the former enemies are now bros. Hector turns around to Cody and says, I remember you in junior high. You kicked ass. <laughs> and he turns around back to him and he says, I know Hector, but you were pretty badass yourself. And they go off into... <laughs> To, to, to find Christy in the school. Pam knocks him off the bikes and she says, here I am, boys. And they're like, fucking shoot her. And they shoot the shit out of them with their oozies because everyone's got oozies. And Pam just laps and bleeds green slime. In their Did face. you notice that her injury kind of left, like, you could see a nip? Yes, it is, yeah. Because she pulls herself open and she goes like, look at this, you can see me batteries. And she's got all green goo. But you can see her robot boobs. One hour, 15 minutes. Pam Greer's robot boobs. <laughs> Yay! It's <laughs> time for booby. 
<laughs> oh, we're doing that again. <laughs> she splits open and she puts her hand up in the air like, uh, and, and it melts. And it melts and it turns into a flamethrower. This does suddenly turn into, like, body horror, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, she, uh, her arm melts and turns into a flamethrower and she sets fire to two punks immediately. But the two hero punks, they're all right, it's okay. Because basically, it's okay. all of the punks die, apart from the three main characters. <laughs> and yeah. they don't really show any remorse for them either, do they? None whatsoever. Upstairs, PE Robo Man pulls his arm off and he's got a rotary gun that fires rockets out of it. Fires a rocket, window death, boom. Oh, yeah, there's, there's a guy on a motorbike, goes past, and he fires a rocket out and fires him out the window, explosion. The, the flaming bike deaths are really cool. And again, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I'm being generous, but that earns a love art. This has been very heavy on the love hearts. I mean, this is, this is our kind of film, really, this one, isn't it? I think it's a really good film. It's a good film. Uh, Cody goes to find Christy and he finds her tied up in a cell. And they hug, but wait. It's, it's in what, sorry? It's in a cell. In the school cell. In the school cells, yeah. It's, it's uh, like it's just a jail there, isn't it? That they have, it's a street punk school, Fletch. Of course they have jail. <laughs> so he finds her in the school jail. And history man comes down and he says, you want to rumble? Come on. And they fucking unload on him, him and the other punk guy, because there's another guy down who gives him a bit of a scare and he's going, it's okay, I'm a friendly punk. It's bowler hat punk. It's bowler hat punk. It's, it's Bazooka Bob. History man's like, you guys want to rumble? Come on. And they unload on him and he just keeps coming and he's smiling manically and then his arm turns into a giant fucking robot claw and he says, I'm still coming. He says that when they're shooting it. He's just sassing him. I love the, bro- the robot pipe man. He's the best buddy in this film. He's brilliant. I thought they were all good because he was, he was really good because he was kind of like the Hannibal of the robot team, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he grabs Bazooka Bob by the head with his, uh, with his claw. But it's not only a claw, lads. It's a claw with a drill in his palm. He drills him in the head. That's it. More body horror. Kills the street punk with a drill through his head. Do you know what, though? The claw, I was expecting it to be more crushy, a bit more stabby. I don't know. It just, it felt a bit of an anti-clormax. Cody puts the Uzi in the history teacher's mouth and he says, your history. Boom! Pulls the trigger and he blows the back of his head off and he's dead. Your hit. Oh, <laughs> you get it? Because he's the history teacher. Oh, that's a really good pun. That that's was really good. Yeah, that's the best what? pun I've heard today. The best Start pun off. I've heard today. Rubbish. Pam is now on the prowl. She's chasing them down. They find dead Malcolm. They're like, we haven't got time to grieve for Malcolm McDowell. We must get. <laughs> we must get on because we're going to get killed with flamethrowers because they're running around the school and she's trying to burn them. Trying to burn them. <laughs> they run into the science room and they're like, quick, turn all the Bunsen burner gas taps on immediately because she loves setting fire to stuff. So they hide in the, in the science lab. Pam comes in and she searches. Cody, with an axe, says, I'm right here, you mechanical bitch. Pam, he throws the axe and it hits Pam right between the robot boobs into a gas canister and she leaks gas everywhere. She starts up a fire. The room is full of gas and there's a massive explosion. Pam is dead. I mean, as far as explodium deaths go, it was a good one. So that earned a love heart. Yeah. 
Now, Robot Arm PE Man is making chase. Hector, Cody, and Christy make it out of the school. There's fire everywhere. They've got a plan. Now, this is a thing we're going to start noticing this, going back to last week. Remember what Michael Caine said about that shark? Keep him busy. I'll keep him busy, yeah. Hector does the same thing here. He's like, I'll keep the robot busy. He starts shooting at him, and he's like, you fucking robot twat. Look at you. PE bastard. I don't want to play football. Yeah, stop wrestling me. And all that. So while he's distracting him, Cody... Gets the A-team school bus and they fucking run him over. They drive him into the school, bam, into the school and it all explodes. But the PE teacher is still alive underneath the bus like a rubbish Terminator. And he drags himself out from under the bus like, like the end of Terminator. But he's all green and manky. Stacey Keach is still alive. Stacey Keach is... The shit Terminator... I actually thought it was really scary because it was kind of weirdly hokey. Did you yeah. think it was sca- like actually scary? Um, I probably would have done when I was a child. but Yeah, like, as so... a kid, that would have really scared the shit out of me. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it was actually remarkably well done considering their lack of budget. I thought this film had a really good production quality on it. Yeah, yeah. It does, I, mean, yeah. We, I mean, if you look at the costumes and everything like that. Yeah. And there's loads of explosions. Oh, so many explosions in this film. I, mean, I, like, I, I like that. I like the, I like it when there's explodium. Well, Stacy Keats is still alive, guys. He's still in the school. At this point in time, the stop motion robot is coming to Harry housing in his way down that corridor, right towards him. And he's hassling the kids. He's going, yeah, fuck you, kids. I've had enough. You're the last three street punks on earth. But I'm going to, before he gets time to finish that, bam, PE teacher punches him through the body, and he's dead. And he says, kill, 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 because it wants Christy. He's going for Christy. And they kill him in the forklift truck. What happened then? Yeah, they just killed him. Were you, hang on, what? Yeah, no, that's what happens. Yeah, but then you just, yeah, that's it. There's like, he's going for Christy. And then while Christy's fighting with the robot, Cody goes and gets a forklift truck. And then the forklift truck, and they drive the forklift truck straight into that's him. They drive it through his chest. Yeah. And then wrap oh, a chain. Oh, his neck ch- Yeah. They wrap a chain around his neck. And then he pull and then he makes the fork go down. And he goes, Have a nice stretch, coach. Yeah. <laughs> Have a nice stretch, coach. And he stretches him. Yeah, pulls his head off. Look, a forklift death. And that's it's the end. It's a pretty cool death. Yeah. And that's the end. They killed the last guy, the PE guy with the forklift. Why was the coach the final one? I don't know. Because he did, he had the best. He was the best one, maybe. Also, how comes Pam Greer didn't get a uh, a quip when she was killed? No, she didn't, did she? No. They could have said like hot stuff or something. Or not. Is that that's the end? The two heroes. Well, our hero Cody and Christy walk out of the school arm in arm, and an amazing eighties song plays. Oh yeah, it's really good as they walk out into the rest of their life. But is this the end of the film, guys? Is it? No, because there's a sequel called The Substitute that came out uh, the year after this. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is there? Yeah, there is. So there we go, Class of 1999. That was a good one, huh? I really enjoyed that. That was such a good film. It was batshit. I loved it. It was good. I couldn't believe I'd never seen this before. No, I hadn't seen it either. I thought I had, but then we watched it a couple of weeks ago and we were like, this one's getting on the list. You know that this was a sequel, right? 
Is it? Yeah, there was, there was a film prior to this called Class of 1984. Yeah, I don't believe it's not a sequel. It's, it's not a sequel, though. Wikipedia that. says it's a sequel. Does it? Yeah. Well, there we go. What's Class of 1984? Who's in that? No idea. Never seen it. Should we put it on the list? Maybe, yeah. Maybe we'll go back in time. We'll put go back in time. After Voodoo Academy, though, yeah? We'll watch Voodoo Academy first. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in the mix somewhere. We'll put it in the mix somewhere. To be honest, do you, do you want to know? Like, I mean, now you're in the tap club, Mark, we can tell you. Mm. Uh, the way we choose the films is we just put them in a hat and we just pick them at random. Yeah, Voodoo Academy is in that hat. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a science to this. We don't, we don't spend hours writing it or anything like that. We Hang just on. make it all Hang up. on. Let's, let's have a go on the hat now. Okay. All right. Oh, what have we picked out for next week, Fletch? Come on, Voodoo Academy. Come on, Voodoo Academy. Double team. Double team. Oh, my word. I mean, if we're not watching Voodoo Academy, at least we can watch some... What was that? It's got that basketball player in, hasn't it? Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, next next week we are doing double team. Imagine James Bond. But James Bond is Jean-Claude Van Damme. And imagine Q from James Bond. Isn't John Cleese? It's Dennis Rodman, and they're fighting. Mickey Rourke is double team. Next week on Tap Club.